You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Rival Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. Today, I'm Ryan Solo. There is no Bruce next to me, as you can see. That's very clear, obviously. But we're still going to jump into week five waivers, bold predictions, not so obvious locks of week five, and much other exciting stuff. Let's go ahead and get into it right now. We are starting with our look ahead to the week five waivers. You got to get these in. These are important for you to win your games. Listen, I know you might have drafted well. You drafted well. You maybe made some trades, but it's important that you always dibble and dabble in those waivers. You may not feel like you need someone just for this moment. You may not have an injury necessarily right now. You may not be dealing with the bye week right now. Whatever it is that you may be dealing with, your team may be set. You may be winning games and doing well, but waivers are not something for you to ignore. Because you, when we get waivers out, it's not always just for this week now. Like, say you're dealing with an injury or say you're dealing with, um, you know, just something unpredictable, right? That's not just for this. This is for in case going forward, a player's about to pop off, about to get hot, um, whatever the case may be. Don't think about just this week when it comes to waivers. Think about, you know, what maybe you may, may need a couple of weeks down the line uh, or further, or maybe someone that's going to get hot, right, when it's time for the playoffs. You got to think about these kind of things, project them out, look forward. We'll do it today. Again, no no Bruce. So it'll be a, a quicker episode because there's no Bruce, obviously. So we'll just keep my head, my waivers ahead of time. If we get them later from Bruce, we can look into them and share them with you guys. But for now, maybe on social media, this is why you follow on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Maybe we'll get Bruce's on there. Um, but for right now, just mine. Look ahead to week five. I called out before I even get into waivers for week five. Last episode, if you've listened, if you're subscribed on YouTube, have a podcast, those good places, you heard our waivers last week. I said, no matter what you do, do not pick up Brian Hoyer. That is not a move to make. I don't care if you lost Mac Jones. I don't care if quarterbacks are tight. Unless you have absolutely no choice in the world, which you probably didn't. You had some choice. Some choice besides Brian Hoyer. I asked you not to pick him up. It was not going to work out. He just is not a winning quarterback. He wasn't going to help you in fantasy. If you were in a super flex league, just start on. I don't give you start a damn tight end over him. Hoyer was not the move. He did get injured at the beginning of the game, basically. So that panned out even more in the, my favor of what I was, you know, expecting. Um, we got to see Bailey Zappi, baby. We got to see him. Can't complain about that, right? So I hope you didn't pick up Ryan Hoyer. I hope you listened because it wasn't going to play out well. Injury or not, it was not going to go well. But we got to see that, you know, the Zappi era begin for a game. Or maybe he'll get to play more. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully Mac gets healthy because while he hasn't started off the season right and he has thrown a lot of interceptions and things haven't went well, he is the best quarterback option for you uh, when it comes to the Patriots. I might have some shares. I might have some personal invested interest. <laughs> um, I also said, which again, I like to always look back if I'm really, really wrong, if I'm if I'm on, on point on something, but why really harp on the negatives, right? Let's harp, let's let's talk about the things we got right. Um, I said to stash Michael Gallup. I think I said this two weeks ago. Maybe uh, listeners can tell me exactly when I said it, but I did say Michael Gallup, before he returns from injury, get him on your team. If you listened and you had to start him, again, there's plenty of reasons why you would have started him this week. Um, he was back this week healthy, and there was wide receivers that were hurt. There were situations where you may need him in a flex spot. Um, so if you started him, congratulations. You got some good points off of him. If you didn't pick him up, even if you didn't start him, that's fine. But if you didn't pick him up, it's too late <laughs> because now everyone knows he's healthy. Everyone knows he's scoring touchdowns. Everyone knows 
you know, this team is going to focus on him at some points. And so now you're going to fight with everyone else for him. If you're in a fab league where you're, where you're using a budget, good luck, figure it out. You know how much you think somebody else is going to invest, especially if somebody really needs them. They're thinking about Dak coming back in the future, this offense firing all cylinders with everyone healthy, who knows, you know, what Michael Gallup can help fill in at some point. So it's not just, oh, I might need my flex because of an injury. He may actually start to ball out as he gets more and more comfortable, you know, return from this injury as a QB situation improves. Um, again, now you're going to be kind of fighting with other people for him. If you would have picked him up earlier, you would have had him just stashed, ready to go. Now, staying on wide receivers. I have a few. Actually, I think all my waivers this week are, are wide receivers. Um, there, Well, there's some, there's some running back situations too, but uh, Josh Reynolds is one of the first ones. Injuries in Detroit at wide receiver. He's been consistent the last two weeks, even before, you know, a bunch of guys went down. He he was doing well, um, you know, getting getting more targets probably than I expected. I like Josh Reynolds. Um, you guys know my history with Josh Reynolds. I, I liked him in past seasons as well. But when they started adding more guys and um, St. Brown started taking off, they got Hawkinson, Swift is out there balling, all, all these things. It's like, man, how many, you know, targets can they possibly get around to these guys? How, how can they make Reynolds relevant? Well, it's happening already. <laughs> so um, it's definitely worth grabbing Reynolds in your leagues, especially if injuries continue to happen. I mean, think about it. You want a piece of this offense, right? So if you didn't get St. Brown, um, if you were the guy who picked up, um, you know, one of the wide receivers who haven't panned out right now, get a piece of this offense. Josh Reynolds is your opportunity for that. If he continues to play well, it may not matter if injuries happen. It may just be they trust him um, to make plays. He's been looking good in the red zone. So again, Josh Reynolds, a good a good place to spend your uh, your waiver moves. You got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who may be picked up in some leagues, but if he's still available in your league, he's worth getting on your roster. Um, again, I like to look at these situations where things are going to change. Things are going to get better in theory. Um, you got Deshaun Watson at some point is going to return there, but people's Jones, man, he's even looking good with Brissett. So this is a nice option here. Again, a stash, a guy you may need to flex sometimes. You don't know how your situation's going to end up shaking out where he'll matter for you, but he's a, a valuable, a viable option uh, for anyone out there looking for wide receiver depth or flex help, whatever it may be. And a guy, again, a guy who I think will get better as the season goes on. Not, I'm not big on what you'll never notice me doing here too much on the show as I'm not big on. Uh, an obscure guy having a a, a, a big week or, or a decent week and then just picking them up. It has to make sense to me. Um, I have to believe that that player is going to continue to have success or continue to do well. Uh, and certain players, I just won't mention, they may seem obvious. They may seem like the guy that a lot of people are telling you to pick up, but if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not, I like to react to what's happening in fantasy, but I don't like to overreact uh, on waivers uh, if, if a player, if the narrative, if the, if the data, if everything doesn't make sense to me, I'm just not going to tell you to pick them up on waivers. It just is what it is. You know, you have to just trust yourself on that one. Um, I mentioned Jelani, Jelani Woods last week because he had the big game for the Colts, the rookie tight end. Instead, Mo Ali Cox goes off this week. <laughs> this is a situation with the Colts. Both of those tight ends are good. Both are talented. Both are big, uh, strong guys that can catch the ball. And the Colts like them both. So this is a situation where you could have either one of these guys on your team. They both make sense. But flip a coin and guess each week which one's going to go off, which one's going to have the the better week. Um, Hell, who knows? Maybe both will go off some weeks. You just don't know. So this is one of those situations where tight ends are a position that fluctuate up and down every week. It's If you don't got one of the top three guys, 
four guys. I say three still, but you know, somewhere in that range. And you're kind of just juggling them, you know, on streams and stuff. Both these Colts, Colts tight ends are um, startable in situations. So you just got to guess which one is going to go off each week. Or, you know, if you have one or the other, just hope that it's his week uh, and, and just kind of juggling with another tight end. Um, it's a flip a coin situation there. They're both good. And the, and the Colts like both. I also like uh, Pickens with the Steelers. This is a guy, obviously, if you're playing in dynasty and stuff, he's not going to be available. Everyone was high on him already. Uh, but if you're in redraft, and maybe either your league isn't super deep. He might be available still. Again, he was kind of a fan favorite, though, going into the season. So he may not be available. If he is, though, I actually think the QB change uh, to pick it is a good thing for him. I'm not a Trubisky fan. Never have been. A lot of people feel like Trubisky's getting a raw deal there. But Pickett's been named the starter. It is what it is. I like it more. I know last week did not look good. He threw three interceptions, but he only ran for two touchdowns. It was kind of weird. But I just think that. It's a better situation for Pickens. Uh, he'll get better as the season goes along here, just naturally. Uh, and so if he if he's available, you have a spot. It's not a dire situation. I think that he's worth, you know, definitely putting on your bench, even in redrafts. Um, now, if your league's not too deep, it's probably not going to matter. Uh, and, and then the backups who have now become running backs, starting running backs for their team, legitimate um, split backfield situations opened up with the Broncos. And with the Falcons, those are the two, the biggest ones uh, with Williams getting hurt and Patterson getting hurt. So those backfields, the, the running backs there, again, some of them may be rostered already because some of you might have handcuffed these guys or maybe felt higher about them going into the season already. Uh, but guys like Mike Boone, Gordon, yeah, if you, if you think if you feel in it, um, these are guys that, you know, are, are going to split the ball now. Boone is the guy that you're going to be picking up. I actually like Boone, though. I like Boone when he was with the Vikings. So I think he's not, I don't think he's that bad of an option. If you were really in a bad spot uh, or you just lost Williams, I don't think it's a bad idea to pick up Boone for sure. Um, and then you have the Falcon situation, which I'm a big Patterson fan. So I'm super bummed about it. And I don't believe anyone's going to replicate what he does. They're definitely going to split that backfield and it may be a different guy each week. But if you lost Patterson or if you have the space for him, uh, those running backs are definitely worth uh, throwing on your bench. All right, let's move over. Let's get off waivers. Let's jump over to bold predictions for week five. Last week, my bold predict prediction was Josh Jacobs hitting 100 yards uh, and scoring his first touchdown of the season against the Broncos. Guess what? 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns, five receptions, 31 yards. If you listen to the last episode, you already know all that. <laughs> but still, I already talked about this a little bit in the last episode, uh, but not from a waiver perspective. Not from a waiver. What am I talking about? Not on the waiver episode. This is my first time bringing up Josh Jacobs. So, if you watched last week, you know Josh Jacobs balled out. My prediction came true. He actually did better than my prediction. Um, these are these kind of things that, man, I, I have a little bit of Raider bias, of course. It's not that, though. I just felt good about Josh Jacobs, um, and I just felt like it was coming. I felt like the team had no choice but to run the ball more because Josh Jacobs is one of the best weapons on that team. And in a situation against the Broncos, it was a good situation. Um, people were sleeping a little bit because the defense looked like they've been balling. Um, but I think their opponents were causing that belief as well as just uh, Patrick Sertain and them guys are great in the secondary. They have a good pass rush, but running defense isn't their, their strong point. So I felt good about it and it played out just how I thought, but better. Um, I'm going to stay with the Raiders this week, though, just because I got the Josh Jacobs high still going here. Um, 
It feels good. It makes sense. So I'm going to stay with them. I'm going to get even bolder, though. Derek Carr will have his best game of the season this week versus the Chiefs. At least, I'm going to put a number on it because just saying that isn't good enough for me. Three, At least 350 passing yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Finishing as a top five quarterback this week versus the Chiefs. Let me know what you think. Chiefs fans will definitely disagree with me in the comments. Chiefs fans will definitely disagree with me on Twitter. But Raider fans are going to agree with me. We know that. Now they're in between, though. If you're not a Chief fan, if you're not a Raider fan, where are you at? You how, how bold is this? Derek Carr, top five quarterback this week, week five against the Chiefs, 350 yards, three touchdowns. And I'm talking about a guy who had no touchdowns last week against the Broncos. Zero. Didn't even get 200 yards passing last week. That's, that's what I'm calling. Bold prediction. And again, I know Bruce isn't here on the episode today, but I may get his waivers. I'm definitely going to get his bold prediction. Definitely going to get his not-so-obvious lock of the week. And we'll share those on social, if nothing else. Um, so definitely, again, tap in on social uh, to, to see those things because it's always fun to see what Bruce has to say about this stuff. Um, the last thing I want to do before we uh, wrap up today's episode is lock for week five. Not-so-obvious lock for week five because it's easy to just make up a lock. I could do locks all day long, right? We could just, we can name guys all day long who we think are going to be locks and they will mostly make sense <laughs> very easily. Of course, we can't predict with 100% certainty. If we did, we'd be, you know, prophesizing how the season's going to end out. But not so obvious locks of the week. The caveat for this is if you're new to the Rival Podcast, um, not so obvious lock of the week. It has to be a player who's not obvious. It's not, what what even if it's a really, really good player, but he's had some down weeks or just last week he didn't do so well. It's okay. It's not off limits. Now it's why we have lock of the week. Other caveat has to be a player that scores 10 points or more for this week. So if if I if I give a, a, a not so obvious lock and Bruce gives a not so obvious lock and neither scores five, uh, 10 points or more, we didn't win. They didn't lock. It wasn't a good enough lock. So that happened this week <laughs> or last week. Craig Reynolds was my lock. Cam Akers was Bruce's. Neither one hit 10 plus points. No participation trophies from week four. We didn't, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. I'm not giving participation trophies. That's not happening. So Craig Reynolds played better than Cam Akers, as crazy as that sounds, but I'm not going to give myself a participation trophy. You don't got to worry about it, Bruce. Um, but yeah, see, so so those guys, not so obvious locks of the weeks. You you can see where we were coming at with those. Um, they didn't pan out that week. So this week, I'm going with a wide receiver. I'm done with running backs. I'm tired of them. Going to go with a wide receiver. Feel a little better with my luck on this one. I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs versus Bruce's New York Football Giants. He started the season a little slow, right? He's a rookie, just getting familiar with things. Big week three. Came back down to earth some in week four. Not terrible, not terrible, but it wasn't crazy, right? Dropped a big pass. We've seen a lot of his competition start to show themselves. Um, making touchdowns, big plays when it mattered. Um, and like I said, Romeo Dobbs had a big drop. Uh, and you're always concerned about that kind of stuff when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, Rodgers, rookie wide receivers, making big mistakes. Doesn't usually end well <laughs> a lot of times. Just You can stop at the rookie wide receivers part. It doesn't usually end well <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. But um, I'm going with that for my not-so-obvious lock of the week. I think that he's a baller. I think that the Packers offense needs him to flourish if they want to win football games. 
Um, like I said, sure, they got some other options there. Sure, Rodgers trusts some of the other options there. Sure, they got good running backs. Um, but Romeo Dobbs, my not-so-obvious lock of the week. Again, I will get Bruce's because we do track these to see who does better at the end of the season. We'll get it. We'll share it on social. It'll be where you can you can get there. You can jump in the, in the comments and mix it up with the, <laughs> about Bruce's uh, not-so-obvious lock of the week. That's it for today, though. That's it. We gave you the waivers, gave you my bold prediction, gave you my lock, not-so-obvious lock of week five. We'll get Bruce's. We'll throw them on social. That way you still have those. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Who's your not-so-obvious lock of the week? What's your bold prediction? Let us know. Let us know. Hit us up on, again, Twitter. You can hit us up on Twitter or IG, Instagram at Rival Fantasy, or just TikTok, uh, Play Rival Fantasy. A little bit harder to to chop it up there conversation-wise. So it may not be the best place for that, but hit us up. Or you can just do it. If you're on YouTube watching right now, hit us up in the comments. Drop it below. or again, Apple Podcasts, leave it in your review. But it gets a little harder that way because you can only leave one review, right? So um, yeah, you can do it there, but it's easier on social or in the YouTube comments. Either one of those best places to do it. But good luck in week five, everyone. Uh, to those watching on YouTube, if you haven't already, please hit subscribe, like this video, turn on notifications, all that good stuff. I don't want you to miss an episode. That's the easiest way to not miss an episode. It also supports the show a great deal. So we really appreciate it. To those listening on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts is personally my favorite, but tap the subscribe button. Again, if you're on Apple, you can leave a review. Spotify, you can um, at least rate the show five stars. So please do so if you haven't already. Again, you're listening. That's great. We appreciate you. It's awesome. But just like you listen and you deserve it, enjoy it and have fun with it, we want others to have it too. And so your support doing that, whether it's just tweeting it out, whether it's leaving the review, whether it's subscribing, it helps get us in front of more audience. Um, and we want to do that. We want to help as many people as we can and have fun and chop it up with you guys. When we watch football on Sunday, it's way more better with you guys. So um, definitely uh, do that. Subscribe, follow. And if when you follow, if you follow us on any of the social platforms, let us know, hey, I listen to the show or however you want to say it. But let us know that you're a listener or a viewer. Uh, and we'll make sure I'll make sure to follow you back there on the uh, platform. All right. Thank you guys again. Love you. Appreciate you. Everything is great. Have a good week. And week five, if you have questions, you can also drop them in the comments or on social. We can address them on the show. We can address them there in the moment. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we love helping you guys with that as well. Have a great day. We're out.